special Christmas edition of Heroes 101 Radio. We're the uh, radio show that will fill up your stockings and come down your chimney. So, uh, and and I, we've got a special change tonight. We've got a whole bunch of changes tonight. Unexpected crap going on. So uh, me, as usual, I'm your host from the East Coast, Spectre from the New York Hero Initiative. But unusually tonight, I'm not joined by my lovely co-host from the West Coast, uh, Miss Rock and Roll. Tonight, we've got a real mix-up. <laughs> We're going for another another New Yorker, my friend uh, Dark Guardian here. Welcome, Dark Guardian. That's right. I'm here. Uh, we're, we're pumping this show for testosterone, so we're going to have a wonderful <laughs> Christmas special. Well, we may just wreck it, and it'll never be the same again. And uh, we're also joined by, uh, to really mix things up this week, by uh, a real-life supervillain, the infamous Captain Blackheart. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Cappy. So, uh, you know, let's let's talk, uh, for anyone who hasn't dialed into the show before, this is a radio show broadcast, bro- broadcast if I could speak, we'll edit that out, <laughs> broadcast by the Hero Initiative Group. <laughs> and uh, the, <laughs> yes, the Hero Initiative Group are obviously failing at speaking, but uh, one thing, that, you know, we, we are uh, basically <laughs> a group who are involved in outreach and, and charity work, um, Essentially, anything to uh, to improve our local communities, be it homeless, you know, feeding the homeless, and outreach work in that area, whether it's crime patrols, uh, whether it's public safety, th- those kind of areas. So, uh, you know, we're uh, loosely loosely labelled in with the uh, real life superhero movement, which is, you know, something that we're not ashamed of. Um, and uh, and I guess Dark Guardian, you've uh, you know you've been pretty close to that movement as well in your time, right? Yeah, the real life superhero movement. I, I still consider myself a part of it. Um, a lot of people distance themselves from it. I love the superhero idea. Uh, as long as you don't actually, in your mind, think you have superpowers or anything crazy, I think it's a great thing. I, I think it's an inspiring thing. I've been around since it was actually just people talking on the Internet. So it's an amazing thing. Um, if you guys want to talk about it, let, let me give out that call-in number because I really want to hear from all our millions of listeners out there. The number is 347 326 Nine eight two seven calling guys. We want to hear from you. Yeah, or if you want to, if you want to chat in our chat room, we've got the uh, Heroes One Hundred One Radio chat room open on Blog Talk Radio now as well. So now I have, well admit, oh, I have to admit. I have to admit, my uh, there's a very lot of people that got motivated into the real life super uh, villain movement and hero movement based on Dark Guardian. I mean, he was looking pretty kick-ass when he was on the show. <laughs> well, was, I, I don't know about you. that. <laughs> I've been around for a while. Uh, I'm just, just an old uh, an old man at this point. But uh, <laughs> I'm just real happy to be a part of it and happy to move it forward and do more stuff. I know I'm working with Sector and doing some big things coming forward. And uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and, you know, we've, we've talked about the real-life superhero movement, uh, but, you know, it, it, not a lot of people know about or, or talk about the real-life supervillain movement, and it's, it's probably quite a misunderstood thing. So, I don't know, Captain, do you want to give us your spin on uh, the RLSV movement? Well, actually, the uh, real-life supervillain movement was brought about in correspondence with the real-life superhero movement. 
And we try and do, well, what I think a real-life supervillain should do is to keep all of you real-life superhillers uh, honest. You know, keep you guys on the object of reality. And I have to say that Dark Guardian is one of the best on that whole thing. And the initiative, you know, Simon and all of your people... They're good people. Thank you for those kind words. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you couldn't have one without the other, right? And and you know, I must say, when I when I first got into this whole thing, I, I looked up some people online, and there are some pretty fantastic claims out there. You know, as, as Doug Guardian said, you know, there's uh, people out there who claim to have real superpowers, people claiming to dodge bullets. I mean, there's some pretty nutty stuff out there. So uh, good, good to it have does. people keeping us honest. I think. Well, and there's a lot of people out there. They're breaking up crack dens and punching <laughs> people in the face. Then yeah, that stuff's not true, boys. Let's let's say what we can know. Yeah, you're right. You know, there's uh, you, you read stories. You read stories about the guy who's crouched on a rooftop just waiting for a mugger to strike so that he can dive down there like Batman and swoop in in the nick of time. and It doesn't really work that way. Ninja Lanties, as, uh, as a couple people have uh, called them. <laughs> Ninja Lanties. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, you know, and, you know when, when you hear the, the real-life supervillain thing, you, you know, it immediately springs to mind, are these guys robbing banks? Are they criminals? And Obviously, you just explained that's not the case, but uh, I don't even think Blackheart is really that much of a bad guy. You know, I've I've seen photos of uh, some some acts even verging on heroic from from the good captain. Now, damn it, Spectre, you're gonna ruin my bad rep. I try. I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it a secret. Your secret's safe with me. <laughs> So uh, I guess so, so, I guess the real question is, what happened to rock and roll? Because you know, this <laughs> this is a, a show that's gone through quite a metamorphosis over the last week. Originally, it was supposed to be uh, a show entitled "Dicking Around with Dickens," um, when we were actually planning to do a whole uh, Christmas Carol radio play live on the air with a whole bunch of real life superhero and people involved in that kind of community types. Um, that didn't happen, and, and you know what? That that didn't happen largely because one of our, our key star players, um, internet phenomenon Teddy Rubskin, actually was was mugged at gunpoint last week, um, and basically oh, had all of his. Oh, did you hear about that? Yeah, my God, right? Yeah, and he actually, I believe, one of our friends, the Danimator, set up a. Uh, uh, a Kickstarter for him so he could get his computer back. Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you what, we will put a link to that in the chat room shortly and share it online because, uh, you know, the whole uh, the whole thing with him being mugged was, was pretty uh, pretty bad. And, and, you know, he tried to stand up to the muggers and, uh, you know, he was in a pretty right. bad way afterwards. So I think we're going to, you know, we're going to do our best as a community to help the guy out and help him get back online because, you know, that really was his livelihood that was taken away from him as well as just his stuff being mugged. And he's damn funny. I miss those he videos. Is damn. He's fucking funny. <laughs> but, uh, 
I see what you did there, Spectre. I uh, yeah, I, I can't do the Teddy Rubskin accent, and I'm, I'm no Brooklyn <laughs> guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, what, what what happened to Rock? So you know, we decided to do a Christmas special. We lined up a whole bunch of Christmas stuff. Um, now I heard that uh, Rock was was out uh, on business in Siberia, and uh, she uh, she entered like a bear wrestling match, and I, I heard that she beat the first bear. But there was another bear in a cave, and right. she kind of climbed a tree, and she was stuck right. in the tree. And I, I'm not sure right. how true that is. But, uh. Yeah, there's a, there's a problem with the second match. I think she was up a tree, and she didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. And and you never know. I mean, are you supposed to climb a tree? Do you run away? Do you try to look bigger? I mean, I, the rules are unclear in, in bear wrestling. Right, right, right. Course. So uh, and, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure she'll beat it, and next week she'll be back again, and we'll do a you know maybe a New Year's well almost a New Year's Eve episode then. So uh, I don't know we'll uh, we'll look for Rock again next week. Um, but yeah, check out in our, in our chat room in a minute. We're going to put in the Teddy Rubskin fundraiser, and if you can you know if you can give a few dollars to help get the guy back on his feet, that would be uh, very cool indeed. And he will uh, pay you back in humor. Um, but once, but luckily. Sorry? Luckily, we got Doc Guardian here with us tonight. That's right, filling in, filling some big shoes, but I think I'm up to it. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think we're doing all right. Very no no one's going to mug us good. tonight with these characters. Never. Well, what are you? What are you guys doing for Christmas? This is a Christmas episode. What are you guys up to for Christmas? Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what does Captain Blackheart do for Christmas? Well, we try and uh, torture orphans, or maybe burn down a uh, shelter or two, or maybe blow up a bank and try and to extort all money that we can possibly get our hands on. What are you guys doing? I mean, it's just usual for us. I, I just had I just had to throw in a. Sometimes some men just like to watch the world burn, Mr. Bruce. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, that was probably the worst Michael Caine impression ever. Um, <laughs> you know, for me, I'm, I'm actually having a... Sorry, go for it, man. No, I was going to say, for me, it's, it's, it's going to be a pretty quiet Christmas, but... Uh, you know, we we got we got a lot of stuff going on in New York right now, which looks like it's going to even spill over into Christmas, right? I mean, there, there's been uh, and we talked about it on the last show at quite length, the whole Eric Garner thing, um, which you know is, is certainly a polarizing debate, and and people have pretty strong opinions one way or the other on what happened, and you know it's been debated to death about was it a chokehold, was it a restraining hold, and blah blah blah, and. You know what should or shouldn't have happened to the cop who who killed Eric Garner effectively, um, but obviously you know obviously there have been a lot of protests. There's been you know both in New York here and and in Ferguson and um, <clears throat> and it, you know that that sort of stuff has escalated pretty massively. And then obviously here in New York on Saturday we had two two policemen shot dead on a Saturday afternoon by. I mean, really, a complete psycho. I mean, let's let's not <laughs> let's not uh, split hairs about it. The guy was nuts. He'd killed his girlfriend and decided to go and shoot two cops. And I mean, that that kind of madness. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you can do there. Um, but now, obviously, that that's now, kind of, go for it, man. Yeah. I I would like to ask 
both of you because you both go out on the streets and do you guys have very many interactions with police? We have uh we definitely do interact with the police at times. Uh it's it's definitely mixed uh, depending on who you're dealing with. Um a lot of times the police are very uh you know supportive or they're friendly or uh, a lot of times they just don't care. Uh there are cops who are jerks out there. Uh, you know, I've witnessed police brutality out on patrol. I, I've witnessed a cop tell me that, uh, you know, basically saying to us, what are you guys doing out here, you know? And then we're like, well, you know, we were do our community patrols and we try to help out and whatnot. And then we're like, you know, it's better than staying home and drinking. And the cop goes, no, I'd rather be home drinking and then drives away. <laughs> you know, so you got cops like that. But, you know, I know from from my personal life, I have good friends that are part of the NYPD who are out there risking their life every day. Um, You know, there's good and bad in everything. And, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of this anti-NYPD thing going on. I think there's definitely some issues within the department, within the NYPD and the government, of course. But there's a lot of really amazing and great people who go out and risk themselves every single day. And they get little thanks. In fact, they get people who hate them and curse at them and, you know, just for doing their job and just for helping people. Uh, so I just I just want to say a big thank you to the NYPD. Once again, I'm going to throw that phone number out, out there. If you've got an opinion on this, call us, 347-326-9827. What do you guys think? Yeah, well, actually, we've we got a cooler on the line right now, so I'm just going to I'm just gonna add this cooler and then we'll see, uh, see what they think. So, uh, hey there, cooler, you're on the air. Where are you calling from? Hey, this is uh, Vector, actually. Hey there, Vector. Uh, How are you doing? Howdy. Uh, I thought you guys were doing a Christmas show. I just called up. <laughs> we are doing we a Christmas, Christmas music. <laughs> hey, is that is that Captain Blackheart I hear? That's absolutely Captain Blackheart. <laughs> is it you for sure? We've had imitation Blackhearts in the past. This is a genuine article. I can assure you of that. <laughs> awesome. Well, actually, I kind of missed the the, the topic of the. Uh, you know, I heard I heard some some complaints about NYPD, but I didn't I didn't catch the uh, topic. I just called to say hi. I actually just wanted to listen in. Cool, cool. Well, I mean, you know, stick around. But we we were just talking, Vector, about the. Uh, you know the the events over the last few weeks with with Eric Garner's death and and you know the, the Ferguson thing and the fact that, that that escalated into protests that escalated into violence here in New York against the police and then on Saturday obviously escalated far more in in you know a guy who was obviously completely unhinged taking the law into his own hands and going and shooting <laughs> two police officers so, you know completely very not, happy um, Christmas subjects. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, barrel of laughs. But, you know, we, we we kind of wanted to get topical before we got too merry, you know, and <laughs> set the world to rights. Um, but what what do you think, Vector? I think Captain Blackheart's laughing a little too heartily. I know he's enjoying this too much. <laughs> it's the last time we had a villain on the show. You vile, vile man. Well, I think well, it is. I have to admit. I have to turn it up a notch with these two do-gooders on the line. Because if it was up to them, it would be peace on earth and merriment to men. And I don't know how to feel about that whole thing. Yes. <laughs> toast, toast another drink or whatever to the 
the evils of the world for, for Captain Blackheart. But yeah, that's it's a shame. <laughs> all, all this, all the, all the escalation is just ridiculous. And so I'm, I'm with you there. It, it is, it's totally ridiculous that it, it did escalate. But it's even more ridiculous that someone has a, you know, like an eye for an eye kind of thing for two guys who had nothing to do with the situation. I think that's that's really too bad. Other than just doing their job, it's it's a uh, it's a shame. And yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, the reason I mentioned it is that our Christmases might very well involve, uh, you know, heading heading down into Manhattan and uh, seeing what we can do there. Because, I mean, there are protests there right tonight, and uh, it doesn't look like it's going to... And, you know, Mayor de Blasio kind of brought this upon himself by calling out the protesters recently and saying, you know, these guys are going to run out of steam soon enough. As soon as the weather gets cold, they're all going to go home and... Of course they said, screw that. <laughs> you know, who's, who's going to give up when someone's just called you out like that? Like that. De Blasio's a moron. One, he's a moron <laughs> for not supporting the police in the first place. He's also a moron for thinking he could tell people when they should be protesting or not. He needs yeah, to right. just keep his mouth shut and do his job. Uh, I think he's a piece of garbage, and I will say that repeatedly, because I do not like this man. And things in New York City are going to get a lot worse because of leadership like him. We have a leadership like him who doesn't back up the police, who says stupid things, who's not a leader. Then you have the police and the citizens having issues with each other, and then you have that type of tension. The police are at the point where they don't want to do their job anymore. Um, you know, there's been an internal memo out to the police saying, basically, you know, you have to have, you know, you know backup for everything you go to now, which is good. It's a safety thing. But also it's basically, you know, what's going around, and I know police officers too, it's basically... They don't care to do their job. Unless it's necessary, they don't want to do their job. And, and I, I kind of understand it because if they're going to get in trouble for doing their job and trying to do their job, why should they? Why should they risk their life just to get punished or just to get in trouble? And this is going to be a big issue. I've, I've said this honestly since this mayor came in. I really, really believe things are going to get a lot worse in New York City. It's going to be back like 19 – I don't think it's going to be as bad as like the 1970s and whatnot. But but it, it's really on that path, unfortunately. And I, I hope it doesn't happen, and I think that's where community groups like the New York Hero Initiative and other patrol groups are, are going to be a necessary thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I think what doesn't help as well, I was just reading an article. I was trying to follow up tonight to see whether there had been any issues with tonight's protests and, you know, whether I kind of needed to bail on the show and go down there. Um, and the first news article I hear is one saying that black police officers in the NYPD have said that they feel threatened going out by the police because they're black. And, uh, you know, maybe that's few of a few, maybe that's true of a few people, but really, I mean, I, I can't imagine that's true. And, uh, you know, it, that kind of scaremongering just helps nobody. That's weird. That was, looking, that was sounding good, gents. That's how you make a man's candy cane hard, right there. That sounded great. The scaremongering, right? Oh, so uh, how, you what know, you guys but, uh, think about your city and how you have that passion for your cities that you can't fake. Yeah, <laughs> that's who we are. That's what we do. You know, that's our life. But you know what? That's why right. I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot this topic because it's a downer, and I could probably go on for like for hours about this. But have you guys been out this week, like during like Christmas week? Have you guys been out like shopping or like just going to stores or anything? Yes, oh, sir. yeah, man. It's like it's like the zombie apocalypse out there. <laughs> People are crazy. 
I, I sit yeah. in traffic for like half an hour, which takes like five minutes to drive. You got people beeping and honking and flipping out. You know what? It, as merry as this time is supposed to be, everybody's stressed out and angry. That's right. Well, you now know let how me you ask fix you. that? Let me tell you. Let me tell you how you fix that. And, uh, yeah, this is me. <laughs> Holy crap, you're not fighting a bear in Siberia at all. That, that was all lies. That's I, I the know, ghost right? of Christmas past. <laughs> it's the ghost of Christmas past. So <laughs> let me tell you how to fix that, Star Guardian. Um, I just got out of the uh, my favorite sushi place just now, so I hear the Vector was talking to you guys while I was in there, uh, picking up an order to go. Um, and, you know, I made cookies earlier this week and just brought it to everybody unexpectedly, and they, uh, they just gave me my whole order for free in there because I brought them cookies uh, a few days ago. So that was, those cookies, what they cost me, like three bucks to make, seriously? And and this order had to be well. I'm kind of embarrassed at how much sushi we ordered. Uh, we're on our way to a, a, a birthday party, but anyway, they, all this is free just because they were so touched by that. So a little tiny bit of two dollar kindness go a long way. Seriously, that's the community special right there. Yeah, seriously. No, no, I'm not lying. I let somebody cut in front of me while they were driving the other day, and then they let somebody cut in front of them. I was like, whoa. It really worked. That, that was really cool. You know, so that helped. So there you go. There's my goody two-shoes yeah. moment for the night. So you, you hear that, Captain Blackheart? That's like daylight robbery for free <laughs> just by handing I, out a few cookies. I've got a very big problem against that. And it's free. <laughs> but you know what? I bet if I brought over a bottle of Kraken... You'd be fine with all the free, wouldn't you? Wouldn't I'm, it, I'm sure for every good deed we do, he's drinking a I'm shot. I'm drinking a every good deed. in to keep up. Uh-huh. Now I think what? Captain Blackheart has to go out and rob some Girl Scout cookies from some Girl Scouts. <laughs> I, I think that's what he needs to do. Right. Just to provide the balance, right? I, I think that's a great me. idea. My reputation precedes me, Doc Guardian. <laughs> Now, if I can ask a question, if I can ask a question of you gents and ladies up into this, what is your best Christmas ever? If you can remember when Santa came down the chimney and he gave you everything that you wanted, what did that entail? Hmm. Wow. Do you want to take that one, Doug Guardian? Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I'll start off. Um... You know, I guess my fondest memory is having—I guess my fondest memory is just having like a real nice Christmas tree with my family actually being together, having a little toy train going around the tree and having presents under the tree. Um, you know, when I was a little kid, uh, you know, it definitely brings back fond memories. I don't think I've uh, been able to uh, have nice Christmases like that for God knows how long. But it's definitely a fond memory, and, uh, and hopefully one day uh, I'll be able to recreate that, uh, you know. So hopefully one day. How about you guys? Good, good. What about you, Vector? Vector. Oh. Oh. Vector or Vector? Either one. 
I didn't know was an engine Ector. I didn't know Vector was. I thought maybe you were gone, so I said Vector. <laughs> no, I'm still here. Uh, oh gosh, I think it has to be the the Christmases that are uh, the fondest of like uh, presents you didn't expect and yet ended up loving. Um, were always awesome, you know. Like I, I don't know. I think oh, I remember. Who wants? Who wants? I remember getting a Stretch Armstrong, having never asked for it, and oh yet really God. just loving it. You know, like, I didn't know what the heck that was. I didn't have to stand up for that. But that That's was right. an awesome toy. You know, it was, it was goofy and fun, and you're just like, wow, this is magical. It's <laughs> family all around. Cool. Stretch Armstrong, that's awesome. All right, Spectre, you right? what about you? Uh, me, I so I, you know, I, I think I was pretty much the same as Dark Guardian. You know, I, I just had some some great Christmases where it was just my sister and my parents and I in our house, um, just the four of us. We'd have like a an awesome Christmas dinner with turkey and freaking enough food to kill a rhino, and uh, <laughs> you know we'd uh, and we'd, you know, we'd open our gifts. And for me, actually, you know, the one thing I can remember is. Um, the Masters of the Universe, not the Castle Grayskull, but the Skeletor's oh. Castle. The one with the voice oh. changer thing. Oh, the Snake Mountain. <laughs> Snake Mountain. Snake Mountain. Snake Mountain. Ah. I wanted that, and I hated <laughs> E-Man. I yeah, wanted that, and I had, too. I had Skeletor and that horse thing that he rode, and I had He-Man and, and Battle Cat and, and Snake Mountain. And, Absolutely. man, that was the best Christmas. <laughs> Well, uh, I have to admit, I'm very jealous. What about you, Rock? Um, you know what? How about you, Nightbug? Nightbug's in the car, too, so... Uh, Star sure, Wars. Nightbug? If we're talking about Nightbug, we're talking about Star Wars. Of course. <laughs> oh, oh, Cap, Cappy, you got to hear this really quick before he gets to that. We went to uh, a friend Let of me mine... Take the uh, what's that? Let me take my pants off before Nightbug starts talking about it. How <laughs> oh, I love Star Wars. <laughs> now we uh, we went to uh, see uh, a friend of a friend uh, was selling his entire Star Wars collection. He was collecting for how many years was it? Oh, At least uh, the last, you know, uh, six, seven years, almost a decade. We were in a room surrounded by, I don't know, I mean, there were original AT-ATs that weren't open, shuttle, you know, shuttle Tiberium was they're not open, and so many figures that you could have easily covered three walls if you hung all of them up. No. And, uh, but no, I'm not kidding, I almost cried. And he's selling all of these things now. Um, oh. So I went down there to see what I could pick up, and you know, there's the, he's got the entire what is it, saga collection. No. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're still negotiating all that, but but I, I got pictures. <laughs> I I got to post them up. So yeah, it was it was like a kid in a candy store or a horny guy in uh I don't know a, a rubber band. How's that? Like right. Every week. Every week. Gotta do that. That's really disturbing. I got Captain Blackheart up. Oh, yeah. Blackheart star. 
I have a phone up right now. for the sausages here, all right? Oh, oh okay, for the sausages, yeah, right. <laughs> we, need, we, we need somebody to keep us on topic here, I think. Let's go, Rock. Right. <laughs> um, I'm I still these... talking about Stick Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I saw these, uh, these onesies, okay? Those are those people who don't know. Those are those pajamas that, that uh, you know, they're just one piece and they zip up, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. and they have them for adults, and I believe it was Target. 
and they had Batman and Superman and oh, they had a couple others I can't remember. But I want to know how many of you, if your lady bought you one of those pairs, how many of you guys would wear them? What? I, I, I didn't even really hear half of what you said. Spectre, can, can you update me, Spectre? I, I think uh, the question was, how many ladies listening in tonight? Actually, that's probably a question in its own right. Are there any, <clears throat> are there any ladies listening in tonight? But assuming there are any, <laughs> how many of you would wear a onesie? Or would, would, would no, ask for no, a onesie? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no really? I, I, you bought, I, I asked if, uh, if, if your lady bought you one, how many of you guys would wear one of those superhero onesies? Because they have them, like I said, at Target. They have them for men. And they're, they're Batman and stuff. They're really cute. Only, only if it had the little feetsies what, on the Under roos? I yeah, would yeah, absolutely wear that. No, not under roos. No, no, the one-piece jammies for, you know, for guys. They actually do. Now, really Rock. Uh, rock, to be honest, a lot of these guys on this podcast wear the under roos outside of the pants. Anyway. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and call themselves right. the They no, wear teeth anyway. Uh, oh my god. Sounds <laughs> like the plank has walked all over the captain tonight. It does. Now, now, DG, it sounds like you would wear them. You'd wear them, right? I would totally wear it, 100%. It has to have the, the little footsies on the bottom, though. Like, it has to keep my feet warm, too. 100%. Yeah, they got the feet. They See, got the feet. that's awesome. That's brownie points right there for DG. Could you yeah. Well, he's in New York. It's freezing out there. Out here in Cali, I'd have to have one of our winter feet. I'd, I'd definitely well, wear it, though. It's I'm cold a enough, bachelor, wear it. so I don't have to really worry about that, though. All right. Now, how about you, Spectre? Would you wear one? Oh hell yeah! I, <clears throat> I wear the stupidest crap anyway. I mean, I was I was actually trying to find a reason to wear my uh, Anakin Skywalker costume into the office tomorrow, and I'm just trying to think of any link between Star Wars and Christmas Eve. That uh, just any tenuous link, because I've got to take a lightsaber into the office at some point. You need to do that. Night, night, night You're forgetting the obvious link, man. Life day. Celebrated in the Star Wars holiday special, which is terrible. Oh my god! Impossible. Is Danimator is is Danimator still on this line? Yes, he is. I had a fan send me on DVD the Star Wars Christmas special. What? What'd you do to them? And he's still a friend. Uh, yeah, I know. he is. I got a fan to send us. We were talking about it the last show, and he sent us a copy. Wow. That's because you're an evil, vile villain. No, no, he's a decent individual. I tried to turn him to the dark side. 
So I think we need to talk about tickets to Hawaii. Maybe a fan will send us those. What do you think, Specker? Hey, hey. Let's talk about tickets to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would love to learn more about tickets to Hawaii. <laughs> I'd, I'd yeah, sign up for that too. newsletter. Yeah, oh, what about you, DJ? You want to go to Hawaii, DJ? We should go. I know yeah, that's nice. coming to Hawaii. <laughs> but um, since we have Captain Blackheart here, I, I, and I know he ruins a lot of kids' childhoods, uh, <laughs> let's talk about that, that moment during Christmas that totally ruined our childhood. Let's talk about that day and that time when you found out there was no Santa Claus. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's no what? There's no what? Cover your ears. Cover your ears, Captain. What? Uh, no reward is worth it. God, you say that there is no Santa Claus. What? <laughs> there is not enough alcohol in the world, sir, that can put away that kind of realism. And please don't ever say that again. Oh, <laughs> you know, we, we watched uh, we watched Gremlins with my kids for the first time yesterday, and you, you know, in Gremlins, the the love interest tells a story about her dad coming down the chimney and getting stuck in the chimney and dying. And, and he dies. Uh, you know, the, the police oh. find him days later from the smell and all this. And, and at the end of the story, she says, and that's how I knew that there was no Santa Claus. And, uh, and I turned to my kids and I said, well, it's lucky that's not true because if I was coming down our chimney, first of all, it's blocked off and I'd be stuck in there. And second, you wouldn't get any presents because I'm too fat to fit down the chimney anyway. <laughs> and they, they both kind of thought about it for a moment and went, oh, yeah, that's true. So that was a close save. Now, now, Mr. Spector, what yeah. is the right age to tell your children about <laughs> Santa Claus? The right age? I think. I mean, I think when they get to about forty, then uh, that's probably the appropriate time so, to just clarify. Um, God you know, bless say, you, like, sir. I, God bless you and the Queen. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've got a sister who, and we were talking about our favorite Christmases, and this, this kind of reminded me, I, I've got a sister who is, well, 17 years younger than me, and, uh, you know, she was she was the kid in the family when I was when I was a little bit older, and uh, she uh, she was crazy about Christmas. We all used to go to my mom and my stepdad's house and have, uh, have some amazing Christmases there. And um, so, you know, she was getting to the point, I think she was 10 years old, and uh, she was getting to the point where she was pretty skeptical about whether Father Christmas, as we called him over there, was was real. And uh, all of her friends at school were telling her that he wasn't, and she desperately wanted to believe. And her, uh, my, my mother and my stepdad had decided that they weren't going to do Santa this year, and that it was going to be the year that she found out. Um, so they kind of said to her, there aren't going to be any stocking presents tomorrow, and she was really despondent. And my wife, in advance, had made stockings and, and she'd kind of actually sewn the stockings herself and put all these little gifts and things in for everyone in the family, adults included and left them all outside the bedroom doors and my sister came out on Christmas morning and you've never seen anything like her face, you know, she was uh, and, and she said to us, I knew Santa was real, I knew he was real and this is his proof that he's real and, and, she, and she you know, it was another year's free pass just, just for a few gifts, you know it was uh, very cool 
That's you know, cool. my personal belief is just let them find out on their own. Obviously, they will find out at some point. Um, honestly, Santa Claus used to bring me the crappy presents. Um, <laughs> you know what? I understand. Why should some imaginary guy get all the credit for what my parents worked hard and bought me? Because um, <laughs> it's uh, magic. But I totally understand that. Um, you know, I know I have found out, you know, of course, you you get a certain age. You're like, yeah, I don't think this is real. You know, and, of course, I, you go searching through the house to see what you got for Christmas. And then you see certain presents hidden somewhere. And then it magically gets brought to you from Santa Claus. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, now I know. But, uh, but yeah, the big presents always came from my parents. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I, I, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but um, as a parent, the pressure on being Santa Claus is overwhelming, oh right? God. When it gets to Christmas Eve, and I mean, we, I, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, my 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 stocking presents weren't wrapped; they were just you know toys in a pillowcase, basically at the back of my door. Um, but for, for my kids, we wrap all of the presents as well. So you know, we we get to the point where it's Christmas Eve. We wait for them to go to bed. We wait like. 12 hours for them to fall asleep because they're so hyper and full of sugar and bouncing off the walls. And then we finally get the, the presents out and we wrap everything. Um, and, but, you know, by the time it's all wrapped, it's all in the stockings, we, we're drunk off our asses. You know, we've been drinking eggnog and mead and all the Christmas spirits for hours. So, you know, stumbling I've never into drank their bedroom mead. at three in the morning. <laughs> I've never so, drank yeah, I don't mead. Know. It, it's a lot of pressure. You never drink so, mead. So, Spectre, no. you drink all day, and then you then you become Santa Claus. Is that what I'm hearing? I, I, I drink from like 3 p.m., not all day. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe two. <laughs> you have, and, and it's, you have it's mainly so that if my kids wake up in the middle of the night, they look around at the door, and they see this staggering, lurching figure come in, and they say, that can't be bad. He doesn't walk like that. I want to spend Christmas with you, man. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I'll tell you what, oh what we're talking about, let's, let's talk about Christmas traditions. I mean, do you guys have any weird and wonderful Christmas traditions that you want to share with us? All right. Somebody go. Somebody go with that. Dark Guardian well, gets a batarang every year. <laughs> I make sure to go out and stop at least twelve criminals. No, but uh, I'm Italian, so so we we do the whole fish on Christmas Eve deal. So we wind up doing that every year. Christmas Eve is like you have all the different types of fish and all that jazz. And then Christmas Day is all the other stuff. Um, that That's pretty much it, you know. I, I love doing the presents at midnight. That's a really awesome tradition I love doing. Um, but, yeah, that, that's mostly it. Nothing out of the ordinary on my end. Well, what's what's the fish on Christmas Eve thing? I never heard that before. Yeah, I guess it's an Italian Catholic kind of thing, so... I, I, honestly, I don't even know. It's just, it's just something that that Italians do all the time. Um, you know, Christmas Eve is all fish, uh, all different types of fish stuff. Uh, there's no like, Why, regular, like traditional meat. I, you know what? 
I couldn't even tell you offhand. I've just been doing it forever. It's just normal. Um, I, I don't know what's wrong right, with Italians. Right you, you really have to find that out. And, uh, you know. Hello? But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. All right, cool. Fried you know, it's all good. A lot. Uh, who, who, else, uh, who else wants to share a crazy, a crazy Christmas tradition? Then you guys must have something a bit. Uh, I'm even. I'm especially thinking Rock and Vector and Bug must have something, <laughs> some skeleton in the closet that they want to share. You know, it's, it's silly. I was trying to think of something just wacky that we do, but I, I can't uh, think of. They uh, unfreeze Han Solo from Carbonite. Look at a Stormtrooper clone naked (laughs) and tell Luke Skywalker, get over it. He only has one hand. He should be happy. Yeah, that kid's got daddy issues. There you go. That that was from me. (laughs) No, man, we go caroling. That's it. We'll go caroling maybe on Christmas Eve. Try to crack they only sing. They only sing the Imperial March. <laughs> oh my God! We should do that. We should do that. Okay, we're gonna do that. Thanks. We're gonna do that tomorrow. I know. I know the Phillips. I know them. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rock. Go ahead. You know what? Let's let's talk about. It's a Christmas tradition for a lot of people. People do it around Christmas time. I feel like it's a newer thing because I haven't really known about it until recently. Is the whole elf on the shelf? Right now, oh, my God. Yeah. A lot of people right. do that nowadays. We do that. How do we Dark, do it? We're guilty. Our guardian, you're killing me. I don't really get the whole elf on the shelf. The way I look at the elf on the shelf is basically that we're preparing our children for a, a dystopian police state in which the government's always watching. You, you know, know? 1984. But, 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 remember... I thought about that, and I went, wow, you know what? This whole Santa's watching you, and he knows when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake, and he knows when you've been bad and good. Hell, we've been doing that for hundreds of years already. So, so Santa, now, Santa is the federal government, and, and the elves are his agents. I understand. This is what this I'm, right? I'm with DG. I'm with DG. Fuck them elves. I'll tell you what, though, I know a little boy that as soon as you remind him, oh, man, you know what? The elf on the shelf just thought you did that. Yeah. Suddenly, little boy no, is trying to rectify no, no. He, he, doesn't he, doesn't listen, he doesn't listen to this. He doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> you, you know what, though? I think the elf, I think on, the the elf on the shelf thing, I mean... We were talking about the Christmas Eve, you know, being Santa, being so much pressure. The elf on a shelf is that every freaking night. And you have to come up Amen. with something inventive and something amusing. And, you know, recently Amen, I've just started brother. doing crazy crap with mine. I, I just, uh, you know, I put it there. The other night it was riding a triceratops racing against a centaur across my lounge floor. That just, uh, and for no, I and it was that, running that, towards that a tree. We are going to meet Disney. In Indyland. We will meet Disney in Indyland. And if you're a Phillips, you'll understand it. Well, that's a trap, Spectre. You can't you can't bring that level of expectation even once. 
You can't do it. But, but they've as, been doing it. They've been I know, you're trapped, man. You, you uh, dug your own grave. I they saw those that. really cool posts. I'm like, damn, they're really going off with this little elf. So, okay, sure. we'll meet Indy in Adventureland. We'll meet Indy in Adventureland. <laughs> I I have no clue what we're talking about in half of this show. I don't have no clue what's going on. You've come to the right place, brother. I, I don't think the listeners have Learning a clue either. Two of us, friend. And I'm drunk. If you give, give Cap Black a little juicy drink, all the inside jokes start coming out, and uh, they forget we have the listeners. So. Well, let's let's break down for for uh, the the, the uh, folks that have no idea what Elf on the Shelf is. What is that? Elf on the Shelf? Uh, I, think, I think our listeners... When you know a kid... No, 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 that's not what I'm... I, I don't Disneyland. know what you guys are talking about half the time on the show. I, I know people know what Elf on the Shelf is at this point. Right. That's, that's the top of the in Adventureland. Indy in Adventureland. If you don't know what that means, then we got to hang up. Okay, bye. <laughs> See you later. Cappy, uh, like Cappy. I said, Cappy's bringing out all the. Uh, Cappy's just dreaming about Disneyland. He wants to. Disneyland. He wants to have a drink with Sala on the Indiana Jones ride. Is what he wants. <laughs> so I tell you what, Cappy. To Cappy, you're revealing your, your secret self to us, and, and you know, showing that you like a bit of the, the whole Disney magic thing. Tell us, uh, tell us the perfect Christmas and the Christmas traditions in the Blackheart household. Then, I mean, I, I'm aware that you've got a couple of little buccaneers Disneyland. there. Right? Dark Guardian Spectre, meet us in Disneyland. I think Captain Blackheart wants people to meet him in Disneyland. I think Captain Blackheart had a whole bottle of rum to his head. <laughs> You're damn right. I guessed it. Call me Batman. That's, that's a good pen of Tuesday. Tomorrow well, I, Land Troopers. Uh, Let me ask you guys this. If you could get any present that you want, any present tomorrow, you wake up, Santa brought it to you, mm-hmm. and you, you just you know it's yours if you ask for it tonight. Hello? What would you ask for for tomorrow? Hello? Wow, good question. And we're supposed to say something really deep and insightful now, like world Spectre? peace. And... Not necessarily. Captain Blackheart? Holy hell. Well, what are you going to ask for? Hello? Captain Blackheart? Hello? Yeah, we hear you, buddy. We hear you, Blackheart. Yeah, we lost you, Captain. We're all talking at the same time. <laughs> I can't hear anybody. Oh, no. Oh, no. We are almost at our destination. I still love you guys. We love Even you without too. my fake accent. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I can't believe that was fake. Well, oh, you know, it, it was really convincing, but I love you guys anyway. I can't go. hear anybody. We're all fucking oh, going God. to Disneyland. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you hear us, Spectre? Yeah, I think I think we may have just lost lost the captain, but uh, <laughs> I, think, I think he just went down with the ship. Yeah. No, but yeah, before we have to, because we're almost at our destination. So, what what would you ask for? Top of your head. Don't even think 
know, oh, it's it's tough. Like every year, you know, my wife asks me what I want for Christmas, and I cannot come up with an answer because I've got everything. I'm old now. I've got I've got two great kids. I live in a nice house. We've, you know, we've been married for 15 years. It's not like I need a blender or something, you know. And, and, um, so yeah, I I really struggle. But I'll tell you what. There, are, I guess the one thing I keep looking at that I think looks awesome. Is uh, is an Android watch? You know those like those kind of watches that connect to your uh, phone via Bluetooth, and it it just looks like a James Bond gadget to me, and and that would be pretty it, cool. I don't know. How about, how about it, you, Doug? Did we lose our guardian? Did we lose? Uh, well, you know, it, I'm always a difficult person to buy for because I could care less about most stuff, but. Uh, Honestly, if I, I forgot anything, uh-huh. I would like I would like a leather vest with a Hero Initiative patch on the back of it. That's it. I'm good. Oh, that's really cool. That can actually that's attainable. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. pretty sweet. You know, um, mm-hmm. patches are on the way. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like I'd like keys to a house in Hawaii. I'm not gonna lie. I've wanted that for a while. I think I think I need to make that happen somehow. But if Santa were to bring me anything, I'd go, you know what? Really? These keys open the door to a house in Hawaii? I don't care if it's a tiny little bungalow. It's a space in Hawaii. That's, that's what I'd ask for. I want a helicopter pilot license. He does. He really wants to be a helicopter pilot now. That's pretty, <laughs> cool. pretty cool and terrifying. It is, right? What about bugs? What about bugs? Jetpack. A jetpack. Uh, oh, yeah. Jetpack. I want a jetpack. That sounds really nice. Can't have one. I hate it. Future eye out. <laughs> anyway, guys, you know what? We have arrived at our destination, so we've got to go. We'll try to call in again once we go in and greet the, the people that we're saying uh, happy birthday to. And, uh, and we'll come back in and bug you again if you don't mind. All right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good night. Merry Christmas. Sweet. We'll see you in a little bit. Oh, oh, oh. All right, yeah. guys. Thanks. Good job. Keep it up. <laughs> Hector, me and you again. All right, all right. Me and you. Yeah, okay. we lost lost the captain. It's uh, captain went down with the ship. Um, <laughs> so uh, you know, I was thinking we should do a quick update on the Hero Initiative group because mm-hmm. you know Christmas is is going to be fun, but there's a bunch of stuff going on as well. So and. You know, I, I think a lot of people kind of think everyone's going to be home for Christmas anyway. You know, why do you even need to be out doing stuff? But there's there's a ton of stuff going on. So, you know, we we got um, and and I, you know maybe people don't even know, but we've got branches across the country. We've got a branch in London as well, um, and our London branch are doing a food and hot soup homeless handout this week. In January, they're doing a food and clothing homeless outreach event as well, and, and they're actually working with the um, uh, the rains. What's what's the RCSM uh, movement called? I've already forgotten. <laughs> the the racism? No. Uh, yeah, the exactly. Rain City, Rain City superhero movement, which I don't understand how that works in different places, but okay. Yeah, and you know, apparently, uh, I, I don't know. I guess uh, think about them what you like, but uh, the guys in the UK are a good team, and and our uh, our, our man in London is. Uh, Working with them pretty closely, and apparently they've they've generated a huge amount of clothing that they're yeah. they're storing in a big uh, in a big warehouse for for giving out to the homeless. So uh, if they're doing good deeds, I'm in 
total support of it. Yeah, that's that's what speaks for itself, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, we, we have a bunch of other stuff. Our, our Washington branch out in Seattle are doing, uh, we, we're having these events, uh, the Signs of Hope events as well. Um, our Washington team are doing a homeless outreach on the 26th, which, uh, I don't know, I seem to be the only one in this country who thinks of that as Boxing Day, but we can, uh, <laughs> we can cover that another time maybe. But uh, oh, 26th is a public holiday where I'm from. But, uh, yeah, so they're doing, and they're also doing some uh, two free self-defenses classes that are happening as well, and that's, you know, that's pretty cool. I think uh, it's something that we're going to be doing again, hopefully, uh, in the new year in the New York area, I guess. Um, yeah, the New York uh, area, we're just focused right now on recruiting, uh, getting a bigger, better team together. You know, I'm personally taking a little time to get myself together and get my situation straight, and then I know uh, we're going to be meeting up next week and kind of getting ready to take on this new year and 2015 to really get a, get a solid team going, doing solid stuff. I want to do things like we've never done them before. And I think we're going to make a real nice difference. Yeah, I agree. I, I think there's, you know, but and, and what I what I want to do in the New York team particularly is get uh, a bigger team that allows us to do more and and just do things better and more consistently as well. You know, to to be able to just you know set one day aside a, a week and say this is our homeless outreach day, another one for this is our crime patrol day, and just just be a bit more effective because. I mean, obviously, the trouble with New York is it's actually a fairly big area. You know, if you're including Brooklyn yeah. and Queens and Harlem and the Bronx, and um, so you know, just just for a small team to cover that whole area is pretty challenging. So, uh, you know, we'll uh, so and and I guess you know, if anyone's listening into this and thinking, well, actually, that that sounds like pretty cool stuff. You know, uh, maybe I don't want to do the crime patrol thing, but I do want to help the homeless or the vice versa. Then, you know, get in touch. We're we're always looking for people who are willing to uh, help out and invest a bit of time. Yeah, if you guys are listening in and you're doing something really great for the holidays, give us a call at 347-326-9827. Once again, it's 347-326-9827. Give us a call, guys. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So, you know, we've we got yeah. some other branches here. The, the Illinois branch did a food drive at a holiday event a couple of weeks ago, and they're organizing a jacket collection distribution event for the homeless as well. Um, they're also organizing a, a strategic planning event with other community groups, kind of creating like a coalition of homeless outreach groups um, and uh, and helping people who live kind of outside of cities and testing their well water. And especially the, the Illinois group do a lot of work around fracking, which can uh, pollute well water and spring water. Um, so they're, And they're also going to be recruiting in January as well. Um, we've got uh, the Virginia branch are doing a Signs of Hope and uh, the uh, the Tennessee branch are doing a, a sock drive for the homeless as well, collecting socks and distributing them. And, of nice. course, we shouldn't forget the California team who, uh, you know, a number of were, were just on the phone with us uh, from <laughs> from a car. Um, so the, these guys have been doing a ton of stuff. They uh, they held this, this awesome street boutique, which is kind of like a, a sale, but where everything's free, where they actually line up um, hangers and hangers of clothes that have been donated, um, take them down to areas where a load of homeless people are staying and, and just let them let them go wild picking it. Um, and, and they do that in such an organized and, and, and kind of well-thought-out fashion that apparently it's, it's just a great way of uh, giving some dignity back to homeless people, you know, rather than having them root through garbage bags. So very, very Yeah, dangerous. that's a beautiful thing. I think, you know, they work with the Legacy Initiative and uh, those guys do some amazing, amazing work. I think that that's a great thing to do rather than just, you know, oh, rummage through and find stuff. No, we have everything set up. 
come and pick, you know, what works for you. Um, yeah, I, I think it's great. And they're doing such great work helping people. And uh, it's people like that, events like that, that really make a difference and really raise people up from, from where they uh, may be having some trouble. Yeah, and you, you know, even even rock and roll, Mrs. Uh, I want the keys to a house in Hawaii is going to be going out on Christmas Day and doing a food handout to the homeless people. So that's you know that's that's pretty damn cool in its own right as well. Um, and you know, I mean, talking about the Legacy Initiative, we we traditionally, um, I guess, within the what used to be called the Initiative Collective of various teams. Um, we typically kind of shied away for whatever reason of working with other teams and collaborating, but you know it's something that we seem to be doing a lot more of these days. And, and you mentioned the, the Legacy Initiative. I mean, those guys are just incredible in what they do. I mean, they have a huge team of volunteers that they've just built up over the years. I mean, they they work on projects with local government. I mean, they, you know, those guys are a massive inspiration. So uh, I. I think we'll be going more in that road, uh, you know, down that road soon as well, and uh, seeing what we can do to pair up with local groups and, uh, you know, help out the local communities that way. I think we're good stuff coming forward. Um, and you know, it's the holiday times, and it's really nice to see how people are giving, how people, you know, are caring for others. Um, you know, you even have people going to Toys R Us and buying off the entire layaway that people have for gifts. Um, those are some amazing, beautiful things I've seen out there. You know, somebody spent like $20,000 paying off for old people's layaways. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, can can you imagine how you'd feel if, you know, especially if you're scraping together money to buy your kids something for Christmas, which uh, is something I can identify with, and you turn up and it's all paid for. I mean, holy crap. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Christmas is is a wonderful time, and it can be a really tough time for a lot of people. Um, you know, it, around this time, jobs is like start getting rid of people. Uh, you know, this is a time where you know you, people struggle to to put together money to to buy gifts for their friends, for their family, for their kids. Um, it's a tough time. There's something a really good article I came across that I kind of really wanted to share. I'm just kind of do a quick uh, quick uh, overview. It's called Eight Ways to Find Light in Darkness. Um, and I think it's a great thing uh, just for anybody. Anybody, you know, we all have tough times. We all go through tough times. Uh, but the way I always look at it is it's not the easy times and, and the comfortable times that we remember. We remember the tough times and how we got through it. So so the eight ways to find light in darkness. One would be stop comparing your life to others. And and people do it all the time. I'm guilty of it, too. You know, we look at other people like, oh, this person has this kind of job. This person has this family. This person has that, you know. You know, don't compare yourself to them. Everybody's at a different point in life. Everybody has a different life, a different upbringing. So, you know, don't go around doing that because you're only going to make yourself feel bad. You're only going to you're only going to hurt yourself thinking like. Yeah, um, and you, you know what? I think I think when you when you get to know, especially when you get to know some of those people that you admire or, or even that you're envious of their circumstances, you may find out find out that they're completely miserable. You know that they may have the perfect house and the nice car and the great family. And you get to know them and you find out that they're on antidepressants and that, that you know, their, their whole lives are falling apart. And, you know, it, it's not always the circumstances that uh, make you happy, right? 100% correct. Uh, number two would be strength is created through overcoming adversity. You know, the people who are the strongest, the people who, who I, I think are, are the wisest, are the people not who everything came easy to them. 
It's not, oh, you know, I always had this, or I always had this, and everything came easy. The people who are the most successful, the people who are the strongest out there, the people who kept overcoming adversity. And those are the people I know I personally admire the most, you know. Strength does come through overcoming adversity. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. You know, we had a whole show last week where we talked around lots of things kind of around depression and how some people feel bad during the holidays and ways to overcome it. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking coming out of that was a lot of the people that I choose to hang around with are people who have really gone through some crazy tough times and, you know, have been through the fire and have the scars. And I read something a while ago that it was something along the lines of, that your potential to do good is kind of carved out of your soul by the bad things that happen. And it's almost like, you know, the bad things that happen create space within your soul for love and for, for good feelings as well. Um, and, it, you know, it's kind of maybe a bit of a hippie concept, but I do think that if you've been through the ringer at times, that that really defines who you are and defines, you know, if, if you're able to get through those tough times and survive it, you, you're a much, much better person coming out the other side. Now, hippies are way too busy holding hands, singing songs, and smoking pot. All right, that is not hippie at all, by the way. Um, but uh, number three is ch- cherish the little things. And man, I, I can't express how important that is. If you really cherish all the little things in your life, you know, you know the the bigger problems don't really mean that much. You know, a lot of people spend too much time worrying about this and that and. Just live in that moment and, and just cherish the little things that are going on in your life. Uh, you know, the cherish, you know, that, that moment you have with your child or cherish, you know, go playing with your pet. You know, cherish uh, spending time with somebody you care about. You know, just cherish all the little things and you'll be a lot happier. Yeah, and, and and I think, you know, if you're just always chasing the next big thing, if you, you know, whether it's a faster car, whether it's you've got a PlayStation 3 and you want a PlayStation 4, you know, you're you're always going to get used to that faster car and, and want an even faster one, and you're always going to get used to the better graphics and the bigger games and, you know, want something even better the next time around. And, you know, if you're never satisfied when, with what you've got, then you're never going to be satisfied with anything. Yeah. Number four, feet isn't in control of your life. Now, I'm not a big believer in fate. I believe uh, every action we do, uh, you know, brings us towards uh, where we're going to go in life, you know. I believe who we are is just a a total sum of all the decisions we've made. And and, and I agree with fate isn't in control of your life. If you think, this is what I'm meant for. You know, I'm only this good. I'm I'm only meant for that. I think you're really doing yourself a disservice. Uh, Believe in yourself and you know, pick yourself up and, and give yourself the life you deserve. Yeah, yeah. Number five, sometimes you need a fresh start. Um, sometimes you do. You know, a lot of times we get stuck in our comfort zone. A lot of times we get stuck, you know, this is my life, you know, this is what it is. Make a change. Don't be afraid. And I'm very guilty of this because I'm a very, uh, you know, I like to get, I like to have a routine. I like, I'm a super duper loyal person. So I don't like to change things that much. I don't like to leave anybody. Um, but you know, you need a fresh start sometimes. And that fresh start, maybe the start of something amazing and new in your life. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's good advice, man. That really is good advice. Number six, there is always something to learn from every experience. Now we're going, you know, you're going through a tough time bad things are happening, um, don't look at it as just being a bad thing. 
if you're just miserable and it ruins your life, that's all it's going to do. Every bad experience you have is a learning experience. It's a, it's a chance to get better. It's a chance to make things different. All right? So don't just sit there and just go, oh, whatever. Learn from it. And, you know, going forward, make things better. I'm going to go to number seven. Suffering is the number one way to develop emotional endurance. Um, you know, you know, people, you know, it, it kind of coincides with what we were talking about earlier. You know, when you're going through tough stuff and, you know, when, when things are tough for you, you, you understand, uh, you know, how to go through tough times. You know, people who have always had things easy and nice, when bad things happen, they may not know how to deal with it. But if you, you're used to dealing with some tough stuff, you're going to be definitely stronger and more used to it, and you're going to be able to get through it easy. Yeah, and you know, I, and I think as well as being able to get through it, the lessons you learn you can then use to help other people. And, you know, I know it's, it's kind of impossible at times to expect other people to learn from what you've been through. But, you know, you can at least offer some advice because you've been through, you know, you've been through the fire yourself and come out the other side. Whereas, you know, there's nothing worse than trying to talk to someone who just cannot identify with where you're coming from at all, you know. Yeah, 100%. And then the people who've been through similar situations, people who've been through stuff, those are the people you're like, oh, wow, you know, like, you know, you understand. It makes a big difference. Uh, number eight, sacrifice brings joy to the lives of others. Um, and and I, I think that's an important one. That's an important one uh, as a person, as a uh, quote-unquote hero, as somebody who, who wants to help others. Uh, you know, a lot of us have to make sacrifices to, to help other people. You know, I know I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars trying to help the homeless. Um, I'm pretty damn dirt poor and in debt right now. Um, but, you know, but, you know, I'll still go out and buy a present for somebody. I'll still go out and buy food for a food drive. Um, you know, sacrifice really makes other people's lives better. It's like a parent who wants to give their kid a better life. They're going to work hard. They're going to do this. They're going to spend their money to give their kid a better life than they did. And I'm sure you know all about that. Um, but, you know, sacrifice <laughs> yeah. brings joy to the lives of others. Don't forget it. Yeah, and, you know, particularly wow. at this time of the year, you know, as, even if it's not giving Christmas gifts to other people, I think I think like Rock, Rock said earlier on on the show, um, you know, just, just doing some good, just, just giving someone a gesture. And, you know, I, I, I always talk about this, but I always do it a lot on the train. You know, I, I see how beaten down the guys who take the tickets on my train look every day. And, you know, even if it's just good morning and a smile and, you know, say, asking the guy how he's doing, it, it just makes a big difference in their day. But... You know, I love it when I see people giving tips to the guys who take the tickets at, at Christmas. And uh, the same with the garbage men, you know, and, and anyone else who, who kind of surrounds you, just giving them a tip. The, the guy who owns my house said to me uh, every Christmas he would just take a, um, uh, like a massive platter of cooked ribs down to where the garbage men work and just leave it out there. And they didn't know who gave it to them, but they'd turn up in the morning and there'd be a massive platter of ribs there for them to eat. And it's, you know, things like that that just, just change people's perspective on the world, I think. Yeah, you know, and the, the way I look at it is every good action uh, creates a ripple throughout, you know, throughout the world, yeah. really, you know. You know, you do something nice for somebody, hopefully you do something nice for somebody else. You make somebody else's day nicer, they're nicer to the people around them generally. So, you know, that, that's, yeah. what, that's what I think, you know, the holidays and Christmas time should be all about, you know, doing good, doing for others, caring, giving. Um, you know, I'm not big into this, uh, you know, commercialism where everybody's flipping out about getting this and that and getting this deal. You know, it's about loving one another. It's about giving. 
it's about kindness and we got to remember that it's about family friends uh you know and it's it's the way we got to live life yeah yeah and you know talking about family and friends we've got a caller on the line and i think it may be uh captain blackheart returned from davy jones locker so let's uh let's see uh caller you're on the air is that captain blackheart Absolutely, sir. <laughs> <coughs> Captain Blackout, we missed you. I got disconnected, and by God, I had a lot of questions. <laughs> oh, no. Fire away with your questions, man. Well, I think you may have answered a few of them. Dog Guardian got... Uh, batarangs in his stocking, and I think that Spectre got Stank Mountain underneath the tree. But if you could wish any great toy or gift that you did not gift, what would that be? Oh, man. Oh, man. <sighs> what toy? Now, I know Dog Guardian didn't get the Batmobile. Inspector, I don't think you got Panthro or Panthra on your Christmas gift, but what did you not get? What did you not get? I don't know. Have you got, have you got one of those, Dog Guardian? Uh, wow. Uh, that's a tough question. Uh Oh, why, Guardian? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've got one, right? So when I was a kid, I was crazy into Transformers, and, and I think uh, maybe maybe our man Vector can sympathize with that affliction. Um, and and this, this was around the early 80s when Transformers were first released, and Transformers the movie came out, and it was awesome. And uh, I desperately oh, wanted I the Transformers. Every kid wanted I wanted Jazz. So Jazz is a, is a Porsche 911 you know, white with uh, logos down the side and looks really, really cool. Oh, uh, you know uh, all the details, right. too. Yeah, Spectre. exactly. And, and so I, I said to my parents, I, I really, really I want jazz for Christmas. I <laughs> yeah. never knew a kid that got that. Never. No. And so, so yeah, I, I put it on my life. Christmas list. My parents knew I wanted it. And uh, my dad went out and bought me a white sports car that was an Autobot that turned into a robot, and it was Wheeljack, and I was just so disappointed, but I had to look so pleased. <laughs> and it was like, oh, just between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> I, I yeah. never saw Jazz in real life. Ever. You know, I bought Jazz on eBay when I was about 30. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I and actually one of my kids <laughs> broke him and I and probably cost me about a hundred bucks on a broken jazz that oh, I no. bought. But uh, and then you beat them and held them underwater. Uh, a little, a little. No, no more than usual. Well, well only a little. Uh, how about you, Captain? What, what, what did you really want but you never got? That was a G.I. Joe. It was called The Flag. It was a six-foot, like, aircraft carrier. 
and you would like lay it all out, and all of your Joes and all of your Cobra agents would fit into the. Oh my God! I can't really explain it. It was the greatest toy that was ever made by the hands of man, and I worshipped it every Christmas until I was thirty-five. Wow. You you know what? In, in the UK, G.I. Joe was called Action Force. <clears throat> um, there was Action Man, which were the big ones that I guess were like, what, about eight yes. or, or nine inches tall? And they had tall, hair like, on the face. Yeah, yeah, but then there was Action the Force with the small G.I. Joe ones. But and, no, uh, no, no, no. Now, now, listen, you, you, you come from the UK, you don't know anything, but listen... If there was ever a great action figure size, it was the three and three-fourths, and they made Star Wars in that same figure line. And and that was the greatest figure line that you could ever go about. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And you know what? Um, the trouble was when I was a kid, I had dogs at home. And my dogs used to just take the crap out of my figures. <clears throat> Wait, Mego? I had like a one-armed Luke they Skywalker with a arm. Mego? So, uh... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, are you still there? Yes, sir. I'm here. Good. I was, <laughs> I was crying. I was crying over my Migos. Yeah, we oh, never yeah. had Migos in England, you know. We were deprived of the whole Migos. My thing, so. God. My yeah. God, Spectre. I, I was all about the Ninja Turtles. I was all about oh, the Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. That was my life. <laughs> oh, my God. There, there there, comes Dark Guardian. Dark Guardian, who did you own on the on the figure line? Oh, I had them. I had them all. I had all the Ninja Turtles. Uh, you know, no, that was that was my, that was. <laughs> well, Ninja Turtles. You know, you got to think about it. It, it kind of created who I am today. I do martial arts. Right. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. <laughs> no, I'm just a, I'm just a grown-up Ninja Turtle. That's my life. But uh, so, so Doug Guardian, <laughs> who was your favorite Ninja Turtle? It's not Raph, right? Yeah, Raphael, Raphael, for sure, uh, Raphael. The, the brooding rebel type. Yeah, of course, you know, that's who you got. See, see? But uh, Raph is the man. But, oh, yeah, uh, no, I mean, who else are you going to choose? I mean, Leonardo had the swords. He was pretty cool, but Raph was the fucker was cool. So let, let me let me wrap up with one more Christmas topic then before we run out of time here. Favorite right, Christmas right. movies. Name your favorite Christmas movie that I don't know whether it's your childhood or from now, but uh, what do you think? Ooh, Christmas movies. I I've never been big on Christmas movies, uh, so you know you got to pick one of the best ones. Die Hard is like one of the best Christmas movies you could watch. Casino yeah. Royale. Casino <laughs> Royale. Is that really a Christmas movie? It was black and white, and then all of a sudden it was color. 
the same way that Wizard of Oz was the same way. All right. You must chill! You must chill! You must chill, apparently. You gotta kill, baby. Die Hard is definitely a fun classic. Uh, Christmas yes. Story is always yes. good. You know, both, a lot of these... both those, both those. Mad Max. Mad Max. <laughs> I, I think he's just yelling I'll out get you in the real Christmas point. mood. We have to mute him. Yeah, I don't think those movies count, but. Uh, Spectre, do you have any uh, particular Christmas movies? Yeah, actually, you know what? We we have a weird... I was going to say this under the Christmas traditions thing earlier. We we have a weird tradition, tradition where... And it's probably due to the amount of alcohol that we consume when we're wrapping, wrapping up the gifts on Christmas Eve. Um, but we always watch stand-up comedy. That's that's our Christmas Eve tradition, and it it's normally as offensive a comedy as you can get. We watch a lot of Louis C.K. We have some uh, British comedians as well. American. Um, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Louis, but Louis C.K. is a New Yorker. We we can still watch him. Yep, yep, that's good. He's, Go he's one of the funniest fuckers out there. I mean, that guy. Now wait, there. wait. Why do I list British and you list American? <laughs> I guess the grass is always greener. Yeah. But, uh, James James Bond's better. Watch but yeah, you know we we uh, we watch Elf a lot. That, that's pretty funny. Um, Elf we also is good. Watch, uh, a Nightmare Before Christmas too. Classic. Not better than Spy Who Loves You. <laughs> Spy Who Loves Someone. I don't someone. think I saw that one. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, what was that? What was that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie with the toy where the way he was trying to buy Jingle the toy All the Way? There you go. What, Jingle what do you all think? the way. Classic or terrible? Right. Great. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't ever think about Jingle all the way and not think about Conan O'Brien. There's any Conan O'Brien fans out there? Every every year he has the the fake talking Arnold Schwarzenegger promoting Jingle all the way. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so good. I always say uh, Anakin Skywalker was in that movie. Was he really? Probably well, not. he's the kid, Jake Lloyd. No way. Was he? I'm going to have to check no, that out. I'm going to have that. I'm Jake, <laughs> Jake Lloyd was in Phantom Menace. Phantom oh, Menace really? in Star Wars. That, that that's surprising. It's very Christmassy, too. But, um, but yeah. I love you guys. I love you guys for what you do. This isn't black art. This is real me. I love you guys for what you do. If if it can't be Christmas without a drunk telling you that they love you, and uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, awesome. that's much yeah. better than some drunk telling you they hate you. So yeah, no, that's true. That's true. It could be a little worse. No, no, fuck all that. It's a super villain. Telling you guys you're doing it right. Oh, thank you very much. We appreciate the support, Cappy. That is very cool. Nah, you ruined uh, my rap. 
You know, I probably ruined my rep so bad. <laughs> Just burn down a shelter. Right. Nobody something. listens to this show anyway. But, uh, I, I might shoot a, I might shoot some people or an orphan. I don't know. <laughs> you guys are doing it right. Thanks, man. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, Christmas time happening. Eating all that food. I hope everybody else is gonna have a wonderful Christmas. Eat lots of food. Enjoy yourself. You know, give out some presents. Get some presents. I, I think it's gonna be wonderful. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it, it's probably around the kind of time that we need to wrap up. And uh, any uh, any any last words from from the good captain before we disappear? Hey, Merry Christmas to you guys, and uh, be safe, everybody. Thanks, Captain. Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think uh, I think it's that time. So we're going to end up with a bit of Christmas music. But before we do. We're gonna. Uh, I wanted to say thanks for uh, my uh, last-minute impromptu host, Dark Guardian, and uh, the good Captain uh, Blackheart himself. Um, well, thank hey, bro. you very much for joining us, guys. Yeah, it was uh, very cool having you guys on, and uh, you know, thank you to any listeners who made it this far in the show without thinking, "What the fuck is going on?" I'm just gonna just gonna <laughs> close this thing and save my sanity. <laughs> and uh, you know, and thanks to uh, Rock and Vector and Nightbug for calling in as well. It was uh, cool to catch up with those guys too. So yeah, as Doug Guardian said, you guys have a very cool Christmas. You all stay safe. And uh, you have been our awesome loyal listeners. We have been probably Groot. And uh, we will see you after Christmas. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus. Merry Christmas.